today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. We've certainly heard about the horrific crimes that happened last week in Nova Scotia when a uh, armed person who was disguised as an RCMP officer, both in the car that he was driving and the uniform that he was wearing, uh, went on a rampage through rural uh, rural Nova Scotia and uh, and took the lives of uh, of many Nova Scotians. And, and you can understand with somebody being disguised as a police officer, how uh, instead of running away from this gunman, people probably walk towards him, uh, thinking that their life was safe. Uh, after later investigation, we found out that this person had uh, was in possession of, I think it was four replica police cars and various paraphernalia. So what is the rule around police uh, paraphernalia? When can you have it? When can't you have it? Are there any rules? Should there be a national uh, a policy on all of this. Let's bring in Kevin Bryan, Professor Seneca College. He's a retired police officer. He teaches there and is with us now. Kevin, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. Hope you're doing no well. Good afternoon, Scott. So what is the protocol around buying and selling uh, police paraphernalia? What what are you allowed to do? What are you not allowed to do? Okay, so as, as far as I know, there, there is none. I mean, you, you're allowed to own it. You're allowed to possess it, um, it, it depending on how you came into into. Uh, uh, possession of it would uh i mean you can't steal it you can't uh you know you can't if you receive it from an officer that's really property of the of the police department not the officer's personal property but uh, you, you know we all retire and i'm a retired police officer and i certainly have in my closet somewhere the odd uh the odd piece of uh clothing which might still have a york regional police badge on it or, or uh, uh epaulet on it type thing so um, where it becomes illegal is when you actually take the action of impersonating a police officer. And an impersonating police officer doesn't mean just wearing something that says police on it, even if it's authentic, even even if it's an authentic shirt or an uh, authentic hat, whatever it might be. You actually have to um, uh, make uh, some type of an indication to somebody that you are a police officer. Um, and, and that might be by trying to pull them over, by, by identifying yourself as a police officer. Um, then you're actually committing the offense of impersonating a police officer. But just wearing uh, paraphernalia or, um, or possessing it, it does not fall into an offense. And, and I don't believe you're going to see any uh, law come in uh, to make it one either. Um, how how I, come you don't see, how come you think Kevin we won't see a law or something coming into that considering what's happened in Nova Scotia? Yeah, and I know I just I just think there's uh, too much of it out there. This was such a an aberration. This was this was, you know what I, I've heard you know I, I I've heard of people wearing police shirts before and 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 uh, you know impersonating a police officer. Uh, but uh, you know what I've never seen it that uh, somebody's dressed up a vehicle like that. And, and it, I mean. Uh, to me, it comes down to, um, you know, the responsibility is definitely on the uh, on the person who's uh, indicating they are a police officer or acting like a police officer. But 99% of people who uh, collect police paraphernalia and army paraphernalia per se are supporters of police. It's because they love police, it's they like police, they're interested in them. And people who show interest in police are usually positive around police and such. It's not negative people who who, who would go out and commit criminal acts that would uh, that would collect this uh, this type of uh, paraphernalia and such. So uh, really, if you're in a situation where somebody's collecting this stuff, especially dre- dressing up cruisers, 
right? And and you you know the person's got you know he's a little offside or a little unbalanced, you know. It's almost like a, a situation where, you know, they tell us with terrorism and such. That is, if you see something, say something. And, you know, nobody did this in this case. I mean, hmm. th- there may have been uh, some indication that somebody thought it was a little bit strange for somebody to be uh, obtaining uh, police, uh, not, not so much the police paraphernalia in the way of clothing, but the, the decals for the vehicle and, and dressing yeah. up a vehicle to look like a, a police car. I mean, we see some, we see it in movies. You know, we, we, we see some, you know, uh, some old Canadian television shows where there's a police car in it. You can tell pretty quickly it's not a authentic one. Yeah. But to, to actually dress one up like this guy did, right, right down to the, you know, the everything being in the exact locations and such, you know, that might be something where, where they do look at, you know, to, to dress up the vehicle. If that would go on the roadway, if that if he would have t- taken that vehicle, and he did eventually, but it in, in the days and weeks leading up to actually his his reign of terror, so to speak, if if he would have took that car onto the onto the roadway, to me that would have been the overt action that I was talking about earlier. That you know where he was actually impersonating a police officer, or where he went to the point of uh, driving that car out in the public, you know, with active roof lights and and uh, even if he didn't pull anybody over, I think uh, I think the courts and the uh, would have looked at it as if uh, he was in, in fact impersonating a police officer at that point. So, Kevin, should there be a policy on this to keep better track of this stuff when police officers retire or move on yeah. or what have you? Should there be something more, or is there just so much of it it's hard to police? Yeah, th- there is so much of it, you know, and and it, there's so many, uh, you know, so many. Uh, uh, patches they call them you know patch there's patch collectors out there who try to right. get patches from every police department there's there's a, a wall that you know there's wall hangings made up of just police patches there's it's almost like art for many police officers these mm-hmm. police officers pass on eventually they you know they uh and and uh you know clothing can be stolen it can go into i know one of my buddies got uh you know, somebody was driving around in one of his shirts one night, and we all wondered how we got it. Turned out the fella stole it from a dry cleaner's. So that's where the guy got the police right. shirt from. So, I mean, it, it can be, they can be obtained in so many ways. But the fact of it is there's so much of it out there. It, it is rampant out there. But, again, 99% of the people who collect the stuff are, are avid police supporters as opposed to somebody like this who uh, totally went off the rails. What advice do you have, Kevin, for the rest of us that are out there? And now all of a sudden someone's behind us with lights going. We don't know what we're to do. I mean, again, this, this is, is a a still a very this is a very stretched case here. I mean, this doesn't happen a lot, but no, no, you no, know no, somebody's going to try to use this. It, it, it is to, to me, it is a challenge, and it's a challenge police officers are going to have to deal with. Whereas if you're not driving a marked police car, right, and, you know, in a marked police car, you know what, so an, an officer activates his lights uh, you know what? You're best to pull over. I, I, yeah. I'm not suggesting you uh, um, you not uh, not stop. Uh, however, you know there's, there's going to be situations. You're on a country road. You're on a in a rural area, and somebody uh, you know in in an unmarked car. And many of these cars are are, are not dressed up like police cars now. They've kind of got the the, mm-hmm. the faded uh, the faded. Um, Marking, yeah, so the, that yeah, the ghost lettering, yeah, night. yeah, the ghost lettering and such. So you know, you're driving along at you know eleven o'clock at night on a, a, a in a dark area, and all of a sudden those lights go on behind you. Uh, you know, police are going to have a challenge if the person chooses not to stop until maybe they get in a second cruiser shows up, or until uh, uh, you know maybe that person might chose 
choose to drive to a public area, you know, like pull into a, a plaza lot, pull into uh, the po- nearest police station, pull into the what, – what as you drive along, if you see something that's a public area, that's where you'd want to pull over. You know, I can I can see where people are not going to pull over, and the officers are going to have to understand that too. The officers who are driving these cruisers, when they go to stop somebody, if that person doesn't stop right away, if they continue on for a distance, that officer instead of starting a chase or a pursuit or calling in that you're, you know, you're trying to stop this person, they're not stopping and getting, you know, excited like you might be in a pursuit. You know, they're going to have to understand that some people are going to take some time and 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 stop their crew or stop their vehicles when being pulled over by a cruiser in, in a position of safety where people can feel safe about it if it comes to downtown th- those those officers could have a second vehicle there and a second type thing it's a little safer if you're in a if you're in an urban area but but i see this I, and it's one of the things i thought about when, when this took place is that it's going to put a burden on on uh, police to uh figure out some way to get the trust back of the public that uh, they're being pulled over by an actual uh, police officer and not, uh, and, and not somebody uh, who's impersonating one. Retired police officer Kevin Bryan is with us, also a professor at Seneca College, uh, talking about paraphernalia, police paraphernalia that you can collect and the policies around that. Kevin, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. Be well. Anytime, Scott, and you. Take care. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.